Welcome to Council Cast, news bites and insights from the Council of Insurance Agents and Brokers. My name is Joe Arnold and I'm membership director of the Council. And today I want to talk about InsureTech and one company in particular, Castlight Health. We are currently in Colorado Springs, Colorado at the Broadmoor for the Council's 16th Annual Employee Benefits Leadership Forum. It seems like there's no better time than now to talk about InsureTech as we gather the market leaders on both the broker and carrier sides. One quick fact on InsureTech before we get going. According to startup research firm Venture Scanner, startups that are designed to help people search for healthcare solutions, including providers and plans, have raised $2.5 billion with a B to date. You often hear healthcare professionals talk about how InsureTech might disrupt the industry, but in reality, it will likely just transform the way in which we do business as well as make things more efficient. With that, I want to introduce Derek Newell, president of Castlight Health. As consumer-driven health plans are becoming more popular and employers are continuing to offer high-deductible plans, cost transparency has become even more critical. Castlight Health offers a leading health benefits platform that helps employers and employees effectively manage their health benefits. So let's get started. Derek. At the end of this podcast, what do you want the audience to walk away with? Tell us a little bit about your journey in the last 12 months. Thank you, Joe. I'm happy to be here and in this beautiful setting in Colorado Springs. Uh, you mentioned the $2.5 billion raise to date and um, the combination of GIF and Castlight, we've raised more than 10% of that number. So um, alone, we've raised a tremendous amount of capital trying to help consumers make better decisions about their health care. In the last 12 months, we have been on quite a journey. As many of you know, we on, July, on January 4th, we announced the merger between GIF and Castlight. And that has been a really interesting and fruitful journey. As GIF uh, developed, we were primarily a wellness uh, technology platform that enabled Fortune 1000 customers primarily to connect to all the consumer apps, devices, and services that are emerging in this marketplace to their benefit design. And that was really, really hard. There's hundreds of thousands of health apps and Employers want to connect healthy behaviors that they can measure on a daily basis, which many of these apps do, directly to benefit design and give people um, credit for for living an active and healthy lifestyle. Uh, As we evolved at GIF, we became more and more interested in navigating employees to the benefits that they could use most. This included a broader definition of well-being um, that included mind-body-wallet. And so we started navigating people with our platform to financial wellness solutions and resiliency solutions, as well as wellness solutions and starting to be more and more clinical solutions. So as we merged with Castlight, it was really important for us to combine our wellness and navigation capabilities with a more clinically driven company to offer a very comprehensive platform in the market. In fact, we believe the most comprehensive platform in the market that will help employees and employers uh, manage their health and health benefits more effectively. So you mentioned GIFT, a company that, that Castlight recently acquired. So what capabilities exactly did that add and how did that augment existing Castlight capabilities? Um, well, from the GIF perspective, we were being asked to navigate people in a more clinical way. So we could navigate people to wellness solutions and direct-to-consumer apps, devices, and services. We could also navigate them to internal benefits and financial wellness solutions, resiliency solutions. Increasingly, we were being asked to navigate folks to clinical solutions telemedicine, wellness visits, um, closing gaps in care and preventative medicine, helping people manage their conditions. 
it was incredibly difficult for us to do that because we didn't ingest the claims data. So we were looking for a partner that ingested claims data and had deep analytics on the claims data that could predict and identify those people that needed um, to be directed in a clinical way versus just being directed to a benefit. So that's what we, that's what Castlight brought to GIF. And GIF brought um, the complete sort of the other side of the equation. Castlight was very clinical. We worked with people who were on the healthier spectrum and weren't consuming care. And Castlight really needed that because employers were telling us they wanted a single platform to buy all of their benefits. Um, in addition, GIF had some unique uh, navigation capabilities that Castlight didn't have. In addition, we had an ecosystem of partners in the direct-to-consumer uh, space and in the employer space that was very attractive to Castlight. So can you give me any color commentary on the GIF acquisition? You know, you were with GIF prior to being at Castlight. Just kind of give me some color commentary around that and what prompted those discussions and, you know, how'd they, how'd they woo you over and get you interested in yeah. coming to work at Castlight. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, it was about a year ago that we started talking, so these things take a long time. Right. So it took eight months to get the merger done, and then it took another four months to get it closed or close to that, and then we've been closed about six weeks. So my tenure at Castlight has been uh, has been brief, but but interesting and fun. The I really started with the strategic foundation. We had exactly the same target customer base. Um, we started overlapping, and we started seeing Castlight more, and we were being asked by some of our largest customers to integrate with Castlight and to use their data to enhance the GIF application or to use GIF's data to enhance their application. So that was really the genesis of the conversation. Um, John Doyle, who's now the CEO of Castlight and myself, uh, really initiated and drove those conversations. Once we figured out strategically that it made sense, that the technologies together made sense, that the customers were excited about buying these this set of solutions from one uh, company, then you know, then all the financial stuff starts to come on board and any like any good deal, you know, it has to die at least three deaths in the process. <laughs> right. So, um, so many times the deal fell apart. And a lot of it was around, um, it's just around price and value. Everybody has a very, uh, I would say, not egocentric, but we all think we're important and valuable. And we generally think we're more valuable than other people think. And so John and I had to navigate um, ourselves as well as our board and our investors through that. And, you know, he's a really high integrity person. And we were successfully able to navigate that to a point that, you know, to a price that I think was fair. And that was, that was really the most, you know, the most arduous part because we, within a few months, we knew the strategic direction was appropriate. Um, it just took about four or five months to get everybody, all our stakeholders aligned and get to a deal structure that uh, would be, that would work for everybody. Awesome. So, Employee engagement. So how do you communicate and engage multiple generations and get them more involved? So just because you put this information out there doesn't necessarily mean that employees will use it. That's a really great point. There's that's um, the put it out there and they will come <laughs> uh, focus has, has died down and everybody knows that's not um, something that that works. Right. The main thing, one of the primary things that we did, and we did this in 2012, and in that time it was a risky move. Today it's not. Uh, but we went mobile first. So not, not pure mobile. We have web assets as well. But right. we went mobile first, which means we designed every experience to be optimized on a mobile phone. Uh, in 2012, this was scary for lots of employers. But now everybody knows that 
mobile is the primary way that people live their lives and communicate. And that's a majority of people. And we've seen adoption in the over 50 group be the fastest in any group in the last couple of years. So um, we reach people primarily mobile. And if you think about how long it takes you to respond to a text versus an email um, versus passively going to a web page, um, you can see that having a mobile focus is a great way to engage people. Um, the second way we do it is what I call predictive analytics So, and predictive search. So at the beginning, Castlight did passive search. You had to know you needed it. You had to know Castlight was available. You had to go into the tool and you had to make an appropriate search. Um, now we use the claims data, both from the JIP platform and the Castlight platform to predict what people will need. And we push them notifications and communications and information and about the search and we've done the search for them basically all they have to do is click on the link and they go right to the search and they can tell us if that search is relevant and then we feed back that back into our algorithms uh, so that's a really important part of of what we do awesome so you talked about predictive analytics but then also the, the smartphone capabilities do you have any data that backs up that this is improved employee engagement yeah we have in fact um a couple of things that, a couple of data points. Um, one company, Activision Blizzard, which is a video game company, is one of our clients. And they were pushing really hard to be on Fortune's 100 best places to work. And the year before they got on the list, they implemented GIF in combination with the high deductible health plan. As you know, high deductible health plans can be received um, pretty negatively sometimes. But what happens is and the fortune goes out they interview a bunch of employees and they decide who's the 100 best places to work and activision blizzard made it onto the list and one of the things that was mentioned frequently enough was the gif engagement platform that that actually got written up in the fortune and fortune's write-up about activision blizzard and so it was great to hear employees um love our platform. So it's it's very much an engagement platform and engages them every day. As we mentioned in the last question, there's not just communications that der derive from the claims analytics, but we also allow the employers to push notifications through the platform to employees that are unique to their employee population. So that's been great. Yeah. So when you when you look at young, healthy people like me, how do you get me more involved as a consumer as opposed to a passive receiver of healthcare? Um, I think, you know, just, just by looking at, at, at Castlight's capabilities, you know, if I were to go and, and look at a provider that says, you know, I've got this problem and it's going to cost this amount, why would I, what would make me want to choose the more cost-effective um, solution as opposed to the more expensive? Because, you know, as, as you and I both know, it's an it's a emotional um, time period and people make decisions based on emotions. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so we think about we think about it in three buckets. We think about the healthcare journey in three buckets. There's stay healthy, which you're probably likely in that category. Very infrequent use of care. Um, your care might be episodic and it might be um, related not to something that's very easily predictable. So you break a leg or you right. fall down and get some stitches or those kinds of things. And those are very difficult to predict. And then you just need to go to the appropriate point of care. The second one is accessing care. So, and the third one is managing conditions. So on the stay healthy front, what we've worked with employers on is through the use of biometric devices like a Fitbit or, or any kind of um, device that tracks your activity or your sleep or your nutrition and different kinds of, you know, MyFitnessPal and different kinds of um, tools for healthy folks. We ask them to connect that to the GIF platform, to the Castlight platform now 
So we asked um, we ask our participants to connect um, their devices to the Castlight platform, and in return, uh, they can get benefit benefit improvements out of that. So they get HSA deposits, they can get benefit premium reductions. Uh, so for staying healthy, they get credit for continuing to stay healthy. Rather than sort of one time a year, we measure your health and you're healthy and you get a reward, we um, link it to everyday behavior and activity to keep people healthy. We also do that with access care. So accessing care is really built on decision support and we've invested a lot of money in decision support in the last two years because as you mentioned, um, it's difficult to remember that you have it if you, if you don't use it very often. And then to use it and to make the right choice, sometimes that doesn't happen. So we try to predict when people will need care, especially expensive care, and the incentives, and then reach out to them with a predetermined search. And the incentives are you save money under your deductible. We're working on a lot of products that save money above the deductible because that's where employers spend most of their money. But um, for young and healthy folks, it's primarily the wellness component. And when they have to access care, helping them access appropriate care. Uh, and that for younger people, that has to do with sort of sports-related or work-related injuries, sort right. of musculoskeletal <clears throat> things and, yeah. and uh, orthopedic-related topics. Right. That's really interesting. So you, you take biometrics and connect it to the, to the person's well-being as as does like the auto industry and telematics then right okay yeah we just want to you know employers have realized that and we've realized um daily behaviors are what produces health right every single day when you do something it produces a long-term health benefit or a long-term health risk and by connecting your benefit design which is a very powerful thing for you and it's a very powerful economic incentive to connect your benefit design to that is is very powerful for most people. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So how does Castlight combat the problem of cost versus value of service in terms of providing useful consumer information? Yeah, the value is, um, as we all know, is incredibly difficult to measure. Right. And we uh, take in uh, more than a dozen quality data sources as well as allowing our users to independently rate. We've created a community where users can independently rate uh, their satisfaction with the providers. Um, we all know satisfaction and quality aren't the same thing. So we also ingest a lot of data from CMS and other places that looks at the quality of the provider. The quality data in healthcare is, is I would say, not at a level that we'd like it to be, but it's starting to get there, especially with CMS leaning into quality so much. Uh, what we do is we categorize those search results, not just on cost, but it's a combination of an algorithm that looks at the combination of cost and quality, location, and other characteristics around you, your network, your benefit design. And we propose what we think is the best provider to you in that trade-off. Um, quality trumps price. Uh, if we right. view a provider as having exceptionally low quality according to uh, the data that we pull in, which is sort of independent of our judgment, right. uh, they won't just like... Google, not everything shows up on the front page of the search results. Right. They'll show up in the search results, but buried, you know, many, many pages down. And where do you see that kind of that, that trend going? So you said that finding the, the quality of that data, like you, you said, that's hard to find and, and you're working towards that. But where do you see that going in the next two to three, five years? Um, quality oh. data, I see it improving a lot. I see the, right. the, you know, the government playing a key role in forcing transparency and uh, quality metrics um, on the delivery system. Um, employers are really active in that as well. Employers are 
you know, more and more they're contracting directly with providers or forcing sort of specific networks through their health plans. And the health plans are getting better at measuring quality because everybody's focused on it. I think there are some really good measures of quality that are coming out. CMS started it with, you know, this 30-day readmissions. But one of the key measures of quality is um, post-event morbidity, which is sort of complications from whatever it is that you went in for originally. And the algorithms around that are slowly getting more sophisticated. And I think that's going to be the easiest measure of quality because we can see it in the data, um, in the claims data, the data we get at scale. It's hard to see. um, Sometimes it's hard to see, you know, activities of daily living improvement or productivity improvement because the data isn't available or isn't very liquid. Um, So we can't. uh, So that's more difficult to measure. So I'm excited about what the work that's being done with claims. Yeah. So you were talking about this earlier, but how can employers use data that you provide? So our employ- so the employees get access to the full set of data. Right, we've been talking about employees all the time, but how so, can the actual employers use use yeah. that data that you that Castlight provides? Yeah. So so there's a couple of different ways. Um, obviously, um, we're we're subject to a bunch of different rule laws, including HIPAA, and we have to keep uh, the individuals individual data private from the employer so that they can't see it. When we uh, let the employer know that someone's eligible for a premium reduction. They don't know why. Um, and we have a pretty sophisticated set of ways that people can earn uh, premium credits or HSA deposits. And so it's very hard to sort of reverse engineer. Um, and often that data doesn't even pass through the employer. It passes directly to whoever the payroll provider is. Could the employer see the opposite, though, if, if premiums were going up for whatever reason? Yeah, so we do allow the employer to see aggregate level employee data. Right. And we do analyze it and show them cost trends and show them what's going on in their population. And we recommend benefit design changes right. based on that data. So the employer, the data that they get is trend data, cost data. And we also give them uh, information on the network. So which which providers are being most used, which providers are the most cost effective. So. Anything that's a corollary to the algorithms that we already have right. that's not at the individual level, we help Absolutely. our um, – it's, it's a combination of the employers, our consultant partners, and our health plan partners uh, really help the employees, employers develop a strategy for their health benefits that is durable over, over more than just one year. Right. That makes sense. So is your solution geared towards big clients, so Fortune 1000 clients? And if so, how can smaller employers get this type of information to their employees? Yeah, we're definitely geared towards larger clients. Uh, we have over 240 clients, and 72 of those are Fortune 500 companies. So definitely a skew towards the larger larger clients. I mean, Walmart, the largest employer in America, is one of our one of our customers. Um, we have scaled a product called Express, which is available through Anthem. And so any small employer that has Anthem. Uh, can get this product and it goes down to lower than it's around a thousand employees or, or smaller um, the individual sort of 10 to 25 one to one to 100 uh, market we're working on um, some products for them that we think could scale but we do not have anything available on the market today gotcha and then just more broad question about the industry as a whole where do you see the industry going in the next two to three years as it relates to insure tech and cost transparency as you mentioned, $2.5 million has been invested so far, and I would expect another $500 million to a billion to be invested this year. 
So I'll focus more on the technologies that are going to emerge around accessing care and care delivery. As we've seen, there's explosion of consumer apps, devices, and services. That's going to continue. More and more people are going to be wearing uh, tools that help them manage their health or devices that give them information back around their health. Even if you just carry your phone around, that phone is likely collecting your steps data and a whole bunch of other uh, data about you. I think the most interesting thing is applying um, machine learning and artificial intelligence to predicting what each individual needs. I'm very different than you are. I'm uh, much older than you. And um, I need. I have very different needs than you have. And I might have a different health plan, a different network, a different provider preference. And I think we're developing algorithms, and I know other people are working on algorithms as well, that help us scale that and predict what you need in a very accurate way. Um, that's That, to me, is incredibly exciting. I think the the connection of the delivery system and the digitization of the delivery system is going to be super exciting. I don't know that that's two or three years in the making, but for example, I mean, telemedicine, everybody knows about that. Um, but Kaiser, Kaiser does more than half of their annual visits virtually. Not very many people know that. They're an integrated delivery system that's really switched because they have the economic incentives to uh, a virtual model. And the more care virtualizes, the better it is for tools like ours because a virtual digital delivery system generally has better technology that's easier to integrate with. And so I, I see that as really exciting over maybe the five, you know, three to seven year horizon rather than the two to three year horizon. Um, as we know, Winberg did a bunch of studies and there's a, a high variation both in the utilization patterns and the cost patterns in healthcare in any given geography. And Castlight was built primarily to exploit those differences and arbitrage those differences. The interesting thing is initially we focused on uh, certain procedures that were pretty unique, that were pretty um, contained and were not very complicated. So an MRI, an X-ray, a CT scan. Um, and then we moved to sort of slightly more complicated procedures like knee replacements and other things. Um, as we expand, we're going to see uh, technology and we're working on it as well that helps us identify uh, narrow networks within networks where we don't have to contract with them. So I call them virtual narrow networks that will optimize cost across a wide, a very wide range of, of therapeutic categories that quote unquote go above the deductible. So an example is in a geography, uh, a delivery of a child might be $12,000 at one hospital, $25,000 at another hospital, and $35,000 at another hospital. And these are averages. They're not rate sheets. Um, and the ability to move people from one hospital to another using technology and benefit design is very powerful. And then the employers don't have to go out and individually contract, but we can steer volume to those high-quality providers that across a larger set of procedures bundled together. It's very much like the idea of bundled payments, but you can do it using technology and at scale. And we don't have to worry about the payment models because on a predictive basis, on a probability basis, um, this provider has a lower cost with the same outcomes. And that's, that's really gonna be very powerful in the future because it's gonna allow employers to scale um, very, uh, very big cost reductions uh, just by exploiting different provider practice patterns in given geographies. Awesome. Thank you.
Great. That's the last question that I have for you today, Derek. Thank you for your time. It sounds like you have a great solution that aims towards fixing the problem of a lack of cost transparency in healthcare. For more information on Castlight Health, please check them out at www.castlighthealth.com. In addition, be sure to check out the medical exam article in Leader's Edge, a new feature on healthcare cost transparency written by the council's very own Sandy Laycox. Thank you for tuning in today. And that's it for CouncilCast, news bites and insights from the Council of Insurance Agents and Brokers.